Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at God bless you, get woke. Folks, MIP is now COVID free, meaning free to all subscribers as we navigate this pandemic. We're thinking about everyone and we've got to get through this together. So for a limited time, no fee to subscribe to make it plain on your favorite podcast app. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today grew up in the Bronx where she saw the importance of food stamps. She earned a master's in public policy at the University of Michigan. She got into technology because she believes writing software is a superpower that people of color and women should have exposure to. And M Relief, which she has founded, its technology unlocks food benefits for families so they can spend less money on food and more money on realizing other economic opportunities. She's at mrelief.com, and we're going to hear all about it, folks, because um, there's a chance that if you've stopped uh, working or your hours have been cut due to COVID-19, you may qualify for SNAP, also known at food stamps. So let's let's learn all about this. Rose Afrie joins us now. Did I say it right? Did I yes, get it? Yes, perfect. Okay. Perfect. perfect. Where's your name from, sister? <laughs> so Ghana. Ah. So African immigrant. So Frie is, is uh, Ashanti. It means from well. Amen. Yeah. I've been to Ghana. I've been two places in Africa, Ghana and South Africa. So let me welcome you to the show formally. Uh, Akwaba. 
Right? <laughs> Thank you, Medassi. Yeah, Medassi, did I say it right? All right. <laughs> when, sometimes when you're in New York and you're in an Uber or something and there's a Ghanaian and I say, Medassi, when I get out of the Uber, they just trip out. Like, <laughs> how do you know that? <laughs> I'm like, is it that far-fetched that a brother would, would visit? <laughs> but, but they're always gratified by it. Um, well, as we were talking before, we got started. Of course, folks are always, when, whenever you talk to people nowadays, you wonder about their loved ones. Mm -hmm. Let me acknowledge, um, um, uh, uh, Rose, let me know everyone's okay in her family. But you said your parents are in the medical field, right? Yes. So, so they're on the front line? Well, my dad is a doctor. He works as a cardiologist. So he is helping still a lot of his patients uh, get through this. He's doing a lot more telework these days, but is sometimes called to do in-person things. And my mom works for uh, the VA, so is a nurse, a cardiac nurse that helps uh, people recuperate after surgery and uh, mostly serves veterans as her patients. So, yeah, yeah. interesting. But your, your, your parents are probably interested to talk to as well because we're hearing now that people who've contracted the virus rose mm -hmm. are at the end of it getting heart disease. So that's, that's, I was just, I just found that out in the past few days. That's kind of a story circling now, but it's very interesting. We'll keep your parents in our prayers and hope that they're safe. You're in Chicago. I was on the phone with some folk in Chicago uh, the other day. Um, obviously I'm here in the epicenter. How are things in Chicago? Well, I think it, so we, uh, we know that our administration has done a really great job in terms of trying to support information that will help stem the curve right. of the coronavirus. I think there's still a tremendous need that we see growing in our city for food security. So first I'll just say thank you so much for, for having me and for giving me an opportunity to share a little bit about what we do at M Relief. Um, and M Relief is the easy to use platform on web, on text messaging and also on voice for Americans to sign up for SNAP, also known as food stamps or in Chicago link. Um, and so what we've seen is just significant growth month over month. So almost a hundred percent growth since the coronavirus uh, pandemic took hold um, over our platform. And, and while we, I think, you know, I, I try, I 100% do social distancing, but see a lot of folks in the black community in my neighborhood where I live in the South side, are really trying to maintain physical activity. Um, while also navigating that with accessing the food that they need, um, accessing essential services. So um, I think that we're slowly making progress, but you know, cannot curtail efforts. No. So in terms of the way M Relief works, mm -hmm. is it as simple as it sounds? You just go on there and put in some information and your technology helps us determine whether we're eligible for SNAP. Correct. So whether you go to mrelief.com um, to be able to find out if you might be eligible in about 10 simple questions, roughly, uh, that take less than three minutes to answer, or you text food to 74544, um, you're able to get really an answer on, you know, am I eligible and what is the best way for me to apply? And one of the things, uh, Mark, that we really have focused a lot on is providing not just an option for folks with access to the internet, but also uh, folks uh, who do not have access to the internet. We were, I was um, catching up on some of the latest data from the Pew Research Center before we chatted, 
And uh, when we talk about the digital divide, there's a lot being exposed as now so many parents, for example, are having to run <laughs> schools um, from their homes. Um, and uh, only 66% of African-Americans have broadband at home compared to about 82% of um, uh, white folks who have um, a desktop or a laptop uh, computer. Um, we know that 58% of African-Americans have a desktop or a laptop computer in the home. And so there's still a significant number of people for whom if they're trying to access public services, they should have more than just a, a smartphone, but they should also be able to access it through a text messaging based conversation. Yeah. Um, that's really informed our approach. Yeah, yeah, well, no, that's, that's good. So it's about 10 questions. Mm -hmm. um, and you say the numbers have gone up 100%. Yes. Since, okay. And these are people around the country that are doing this, that are, that are filling out, the, answering the 10 questions, right? Yeah, in March alone, um, it went up by that much. But I would say that um, around the country, we know the USDA reported between March and April, 40% more uh, in enrollment for the SNAP program. And our platform is available in all 50 states and in DC for people to go to emreleaf.com or go to 74544. And they'll know exactly what's going on uh, with respect to whether or not they might be likely eligible. Now, another thing I wanna say in terms of COVID-19 is that on our web-based platform, we've also really expanded our eligibility offering so that we can give you live updates that are coming out every day on how this SNAP program is changing. So one big change that has happened in many states is that they increased the amount of benefits that folks would get in the wake of the coronavirus. And so depending on the state you live in, um, you really, instead of, you know, the, the rumors that you only get like $15 or $30, and in some cases that, that is true, uh, but now in the wake of COVID-19 in many states, you can get as much as $194 that you don't have to spend on resources that you could allocate elsewhere. Um, and that's just for a household size of one. For a household size of two, that's about $355 per month that you might be able to save on food. Mm. Um, so it's super critical for families to be able to access. So I guess too though, there's a need for people to even have a, a, an acknowledgement or an understanding that they may even be eligible in the first place. Um, yes. So what is sort of the trigger for that? If, if I'm listening, mm. Tell me what I might need to consider hmm. that would even make me want to go to amrelief.com in the first place. Well, and I guess the, the most obvious thing would be if you have lost your job altogether or you've become furloughed, anything like that, right? Absolutely. So uh, we know that a lot of the users that are coming to our platform right now are people who have recently experienced an interruption in income uh, due to either being furloughed due to um, really just being laid off. Um, so that's a, that's a huge trigger you should be thinking about. You should also be thinking about just the, the demographics, if you will, or just what your household size looks like. For example, if you have children and you're a single person um, and you make under uh, a certain number each year, you should really be exploring the SNAP program. It's roughly, depending on your state, it varies, but think between 
$1,500. Like if you make less than $1,500 in gross a year, you should really, really um, apply for this program. And so those are just some of the things to think about. I know other pieces uh, that are really important for eligibility in some locations are also just your student status. Um, so you do wanna make sure um, that if you are currently enrolled in school that you complete um, this um, pre-screening tool um, because depending on your student enrollment, you may not be eligible. But one thing that we've been committed to is making sure we can at least point you in the direction of other resources like food pantries in your state um, that really might be able to help you at least meet that food need if you can't actually get the full money and benefits each month. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> that's 1500 That's um, You said a, 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 a month or, or le even less than that. So in terms of the uh, income amounts, and let me just uh, put this up here. Um, as we look at, it's, it can vary based on the state. Um, and I said 1500 to just be super safe, but okay. in many states, for example, you can make up to $2,082 um, a month, uh, like right here where I live in Chicago and still be eligible for the SNAP program. Oh. Um, and so- A lot of people um, probably don't know that. Yes. And so a lot of people get the impression that you have to be, you know, really, really um, yeah. low income, as it were, um, to be able to qualify for SNAP. But you, you can be making some income. And this is, again, just for a household size of one. For a household size of two, it goes up. So right where I live in the state of Illinois, $2,818 is the maximum amount uh, that you can make and still be eligible. And so it's just super important for people to check their eligibility. Again, um, it depends on the number of people that are in your household size who you purchase and prepare food with. Mm -hmm. um, and it depends on a, a few other factors um, that have to do with who is in your household. Um, but because it can be a little complicated and personalized, that's why we built, together, built this tool by we, I mean my co-founder Genevieve Nielsen and I and my all-woman team that is majority woman of color here in the city of Chicago. Uh, we've been able to, to build uh, this organization and tool to make this process super easy for folks so that you're not in this position where you've shared all this information, you've gone through this grueling process in some cases, and you're not even eligible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's, that's very, very important. Um, you said the numbers have gone up. What do the numbers look like demographically in terms of race? We know that African-Americans are disproportionately uh, being affected by COVID-19. Uh, are we also being disproportionately affected, I wonder, when it comes to the need for food assistance as a result of, of having our income affected by COVID-19? I mean, it's Many ways to be infected, I mean, affected by COVID nineteen, being infected or being affected mm -hmm. uh, economically. Do we know what those numbers look like? Yeah, so I have not yet gotten the most up to date reports for what this looks like in the midst of COVID nineteen. But what we do know is that Feeding America reports that African Americans are more than twice as likely to face hunger than their white counterparts. Um, and so if we knew that was the situation before, you can just about imagine how that has been negatively impacted by an, a, n a number of 
factors that we've seen now with COVID-19 in terms of the rise of unemployment. You know, now more than 30 million Americans uh, have been unemployed, many of them in sort of these uh, jobs that often um, um, Black folks um, uh, can be employed in, um, whether it be um, restaurant work um, or some of the other uh, businesses that have not been deemed as many states have said is essential. And so uh, we do know that this situation appears to have worsened for African-Americans, but I think it may be too early to tell in terms of like the full economic implications of um, layoffs um, for African-Americans in particular. But we also know, honestly, and, and this is one of the things that, that has to be addressed, uh, food stamps are often uh, projected by the white ring, right wing as pejorative roads mm -hmm. and, and used to stereotype us. Mm -hmm. But the majority of people on food stamps in America are white. Correct. Yeah, I, I think. And, and, and I'm sure that many of them, um, their, their numbers have gone up too in this COVID-19. First of all, anybody can use your app, right? I mean, it's not just, but everybody's using your app, right? Absolutely. Well, I mean, as many, <laughs> um, we've helped more than 600,000 families. Um, uh, navigate through this process and definitely are continuing to grow even as COVID um, really has seen a tremendous and increased need. Um, but you're absolutely right uh, that there has been and really coming out of Chicago, a lot of demonization, if you will, of people who access services. The whole moniker of the welfare queen is something um, that was really stereotyped and specifically black women were stereotyped uh, with this, this persona. When in all actuality, it, the numbers do not show that it's us that's a majority of the SNAP uh, enrolled population, um, it, is, it is white folks. And so I, I do think that there are a lot of myths around this program, but where it stands with COVID-19, um, everyone who is eligible uh, should have no shame or blame in being able to access this program because we have all paid into it. And it is something that we are all entitled to. Um, and so I think, you know, just as there's so many things that we, that happen uh, to, to folks in America that we don't think twice, like if someone was hit with a car, you know, we wouldn't think twice about just calling 911. That's a public service that we should be able to access so that someone can get the care that they need. So if, if you are having a challenge with your food need, you shouldn't think twice about relying on a public service, just like if you need to get somewhere and a road is paved for you. Right, and that's something that through public budgets we've been able to have paved roads. Right, you don't say I'm going to go on the dirt road <laughs> because you know I'm ashamed to right. be able to, to access something that us just being in this country entitles us to. Um, and so uh, that's something I feel very strongly about. You mentioned shame. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about that and and how sometimes that is an obstacle for people to overcome. Uh, and and I mean, it's it's something that can be self-inflicted, but because of all the stereotypes we mentioned, is also inflicted from the outside. But but talk to us about that, and 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 how you all help families and individuals even deal with that. Because I'm sure there have been situations where you all had to say to people, "Hey, like you said, we all put into this." And and also elaborate on that because I think people forget that too. <laughs> we we you know when we have our taxes withheld and. That is going toward that, just like unemployment. You know, people think Social Security and unemployment 
is some kind of gift too. That's our money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's such a great point, right? And in so many ways, and whether we pay into it financially, right? Does a baby, for example, pay into the service financially? No, but just by virtue of being in what is the richest country in the world, right? We should be able to take care of people in our country who for many different reasons um, cannot afford uh, to take care of uh, some of their obligations. And we should create a country that allows for us to take care of everyone. Um, I think the other thing in terms of just our um, our work is about just information um, to counteract shame, right? This idea that, oh, you know, I don't want to take this away from another family, for example, is something we often hear when we're assisting users through the process. And it is an entitlement. It means that based on the numbers of the rate of people who make below a certain threshold, it is guaranteed in every state budget that they must meet this need. And if they don't meet this need, it effectively will affect how much in resources they get towards the program each year, right? And so I think that there is no, you know, I'm taking this out of another family's budget. It is, it is your equally your budget. Um, if your income falls beneath a certain threshold. Um, And yeah, and so, and I also think on social media, you know, we have experienced uh, people, uh, you know, saying uh, that, you know, folks should get a job, for example. But obviously in COVID-19, so many people have lost uh, their jobs. Um, And I think a lot of what we remember is a lot of the advocacy of women who've been advocating in this space for decades, Black women in particular, Johnny Tillman comes to mind, you know, who's, uh, you know, a self-described, if you will, welfare warrior. And she she remarked, there's no dignity in starvation. Um, and a lot of people want to be able to work uh, who can, but they're denied the dignity and satisfaction, as she once stated, of being able to participate in the workforce, right? And, um, and I think what we can do at the very minimum, if we can't give everyone a, a well-paying job, is make sure that they can meet their food needs in what is, again, the richest country in the world. Yeah, no, no, I would agree. And I was listening to you explain those numbers in terms of income. I mean, I've learned that's a higher than I thought. Now, if if folk are making us more money than they thought they could make to be eligible for, for food stamps, I'm sure that's the the uh, uh, the antidote for shame. You get over that real quick, okay? I mean, because if you got to feed your family and yourself. And you realize, folks, if you take advantage of this, you may have an opportunity to be eligible. Now, here's my next question for you. Go through the process with you, Rose. Go to mrelief.com. Yep. How quick is the turnaround once it is established that you are eligible? How yeah. quick is the turnaround to actually start receiving SNAP? So each state will guarantee it, at least at the very minimum that in 30 days, uh, they should be able to get you your benefits that can vary. Of course, we, we have tried to uh, work uh, with local governments to accelerate the timeline of that. In some locations, we've gotten it to as uh, short as three days because people can go to physically pick up their card. Okay. Um, so I think um, that's sort of at a high level, but uh, people should know that uh, if you have very low income, uh, for example, if you have less than $150, for example, um, in uh, your most recent income, or and you have less than $100 in cash on hand, uh, that you should be able to get benefits within three to five days, or the very, uh, they say three days, but 
I do think just in a small number of days, you should be able to get your benefits. Uh, I think it's a really challenging thing because I think the thing that really previously accelerated benefits was being able to just go down to the office and pick it up because they do have temporary cards, if you will. Right. Um, but I think the, I think people should be thinking of at least as a as a guardrail, if you will, is within a month you should be able to get your benefits. Right. Not to mention in a pandemic, nutrition is tied to staying healthy. Absolutely. I think I heard that somewhere. So so that's important too. Yeah. So people do need to meet their food needs, and also we should be thinking about. Um, making sure that people can get the resources that they are entitled to as soon as possible so that they don't have to make frequent trips because they're kind of cobbling multiple different sources of income together to pay for their food needs, right? I think when people can get resources in one shot, um, and in many states they do, though sometimes they do have to break it up in multiple payments. Um, but if you're able to do that, that really supports our ability to stem the tide, as folks say, right, by limiting the number of times that we leave the house. Um, and we also know in many states they're trying to get online EBT available so that people don't have to leave the house at all, right? Yeah. So if you, if you were a household that primarily has cash in the household, but then you get SNAP, um, if the EBT online is available, you'll be able to very quickly uh, be able to redeem uh, your benefits uh, through that process as well. Yeah, yeah. No, this is this is very, very um, important. And, you know, any, anybody listening, I mean, whatever your situation is, you know how expensive food is. Mm -hmm. And you also know in a situation like this, especially if you have children, and, I, and I'll speak for my own child, mm -hmm. you know, folk are eating, especially children, more now that they're home because kids get bored. And, you know, my grandmother, God rest her soul, mm -hmm. got a, believe it or not, she got a, she graduated from Tennessee State University in 1935 mm. with a degree in home economics. Mm. Now, I always took that for granted. I didn't think much about it. But she ran an excellent home. And part of that was food planning. So, Rose, mm. at a certain time, I don't know if your mom did this or your grandmother, but at a certain time after dinner was served, you know, back when people used to sit down and all have dinner together as a family. People don't do that anymore, everybody's running. But after dinner was served, my grandmother would say the kitchen is closed, which meant that you couldn't run in and out of the refrigerator all night and just eat to your heart's desire the way people do now. You know, I hear from friends, and, and my son does it time to time, you bring all the food in in a pandemic, mm. and then the kids think all the food coming in means you're supposed to eat it all right then and there on that day. Mm. And, and, right, right, and I'm saying that to say, that at, at times like in a, in a moment like this, this is very, very important for people to have their nutritional needs met. And if they're in a situation where they can't afford it and that they also not be too proud to reach out. Folks, you ought to take, really avail yourself of this. Mrelief.com, go through the steps and see. We talked about African-Americans. You all are women who founded this. Um, we know in many situations, more than in the majority, white and black, uh, women are the head of households and women are the ones that are providing and, and dealing with meals and things like that. So I can only imagine that there are a lot of women who avail themselves of this service, don't they? Yeah. So we, we do serve um, everyone. 
But yes, we, we have seen that in significant numbers that women do come to our platform and our average user, our average household size is a household size of two, which is typically a single mom. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I do think that sometimes there can be different levels of, of um, just openness to try and see if you are eligible among um, moms, especially because you have someone else to take after. But I don't think that that, that, that sort of trope should stop anyone right. being able to take care of themselves so that they, if God forbid, they do contract coronavirus, they can really do everything in their power to have the nutrition that they need to, to, have, the, to have the resilience um, to really give it at least it's your, your best fight, right? And I think being hungry and being undernourished um, certainly won't help uh, things uh, with respect to that. And, and so a lot of what we've thought about is as being able to make this as accessible as possible. So whether you are, have access to the internet or you don't, um, and also whether you live in Hawaii or you live in Texas, um, that you should be able to know uh, that this exists and figure out the best path for you uh, to really get signed up. Um, I'm glad you said that too, because uh, Rose is right, folks. This is, it, it is a safety and health issue as well, because mm -hmm. you just don't know. This this virus is hitting everybody. You don't know when and where it might hit you. You want to prevent that. You want to be sure that your children are fed uh, in case anything happens. So, I mean, it's, it's really in everyone's best interest for health, safety, and security um, uh, to avail yourself of this. Lastly, you mentioned you and, and, and a group of sisters that are doing this. Mm -hmm. So um, tell us about that, how this came to be, what inspired you all as women to do this? Mm -hmm. um, you know, y'all women in STEM, that's, yes. that's a big thing now. I'm proud. My daughter's a woman in STEM, so I'm proud of all women. Yes. Well, it certainly takes a village and we have men on our board and, and uh, a lot of men that have supported our, our journey. Um, I also want to say, along with our amazing all-woman team of uh, nine women uh, headquartered in Chicago that co-founded uh, this really back in 2014, we also have had amazing supporters. New Media Ventures has been super instrumental um, in us being able to develop and scale this tool as women entrepreneurs. And I think when you have backing uh, from um, institutions that really get what you're trying to accomplish, that want to help you with near-term solutions, but also build infrastructure that can last beyond a pandemic uh, like New Media Ventures, I think that's been really tremendous uh, for us. And I think what, what really catalyzed us to do this is one, um, just being a part of communities as we were first learning how to uh, write software um, wherein the government would come to different local events and share like, hey, we got issues <laughs> with the way that we're doing social services, like mm -hmm. doing solutions. Mm -hmm. um, Shy Hack Night was one of the events that we attended um, and uh, they put out social services and we were one of the organizations to answer the call. I'll also, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that this is something that I've also um, struggled with in my own background, right? In the Bronx, as we were kind of talking about. You know, I was a Bronx girl on WIC. Um, my family uh, needed a, a food program and I also uh, credit a food program to making it possible for my mom to have been a nurse now for more than 20 years, right? Um, because she was able to, at a critical time when she was studying for nursing, spend less money on food and more money on books, right? 
And so when you think about resources and allocating resources, and we all have to make decisions every day on what we do with our, our resources, I think SNAP really helps us make different choices when it comes to our money and the pursuit of our excellence and happiness. Um, and I think fundamentally, whether it's a pandemic or not, that's what it's all about. And I'm so proud of our all women team um, that's been able to support us um, from Genevieve Nielsen, uh, my co-founder, but really all of the uh, women on our team that make it possible uh, for us to serve now hundreds of thousands of families and, and really going into the more than a million um, through this pandemic. Yeah, well, no, thank you for that. And, and God bless you for doing that. I commend you. I'm glad you're doing it too and taking care of the nation in, uh, in the Ashanti warrior queen tradition too, <laughs> on top of that. So uh, I respect it. that and I'm clear. So as we go, give people final instruction, what they need to do, whether they have the internet or not, uh, on their phones or what have you, how they can reach out to mrelief.com. Yeah, so you can come to our website at www.mrelief.com. That's like M as in mom and relief as in side relief. Dot com. And then you can also text food to 74544. And we'll also help uh, you navigate through the key questions you have to answer. It's roughly 10 simple questions that take less than three minutes to answer. And I'm so grateful uh, to you uh, for giving us a platform to share more about our. Yeah. Well, we want to let the world know. <laughs> and I'm, I'm even more grateful to you for doing this. Mrelief.com text food to 74544 folks uh, answer those questions you may be eligible don't deprive yourselves uh, or your families in this stressful time uh, uh, folk are taking advantage of it we put into it you should take advantage of it as well that's what it is there for um, thank you Rose Afriye and much love to you and your family and your parents uh, praying for their continued safety and uh, we appreciate you sister Madasi <laughs> Madasi <laughs> thank you God, you are our refuge. Send our ancestors to guard our doors. Cast out this virus from our communities and our bodies. Heal, bless, and protect everyone listening and their loved ones. Thank you for listening to Make It Plain and Get Woke. Remember to listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If all minds are clear, it has been made plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.